A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt. I'm here to tackle your emotional issues and dispense the tough love that your friends are too polite to give. On this week's Dear Viv, what to do when you left a job you loved and you've ended up in a job you hate? Dear Viv, I recently got married and relocated. Not far, but far enough that I had to leave my old job. My husband and I didn't live together before and now we're in our first home together. I feel very happy to be married and I love our new home and living where we live. However, I find that I am really, really missing my old job to the point where in the morning I'm quietly crying while I sit on the platform waiting for the train. I'm a teacher and at my old job I found my confidence after a really rough training year. I loved the school and felt motivated to contribute to it because I felt that they were doing amazing things and I loved being a part of it. There were negative things about it, and I know that now that I'm away, I'm brushing over those and looking back with rose-tinted glasses. However, I've now moved to another school where they've put me in a quite high-up position. I'm torn because part of me wants the responsibility and I feel I have a lot to offer, but I also don't want to be that person who's always banging on about where they used to be and how great it was. I try not to talk about that at work. I left my last job feeling confident in my abilities, but within three weeks, I felt lost, lonely, bad at my job and stupidly desperate to give up and do something easier. I suffer from anxiety and have seen a therapist about this before. And I think this makes it very easy for me to believe instantly that I'm terrible at everything, that everyone hates me and is watching me and thinking I'm awful the second I get feedback that isn't positive. I want to be better and more resilient. I'm in my 20s and don't want to be thought of as a snowflake because I worked really hard at my old job through stressful times and I got good results and did good work. I'm trying my best to work hard and stay positive, but I can't switch off my worries and anxieties about work. It makes me ill and I feel bad for my husband, although he's wonderful and looks after me so well. I wonder whether perhaps teaching isn't for me and I should leave, but that obviously creates a lot of uncertainty. My friend did it and never looked back. Would it be the same for me? Am I just being a coward? I really need some advice on what to do next. And I don't want to always be talking about the same things and same worries to the people around me. Thank you. 
Oh, wonderful, caring teacher and newlywed. My heart goes out to you. You sound such a lovely, hardworking, conscientious person. Exactly the sort of person we need in teaching. So I feel as if my reply is already going to be biased towards getting you to stay in teaching. So excuse me in advance for that. But your passion for what you do and the feeling that this is your vocation, it really sings out of your letter. And I can't ignore that. Ah, there's an awful lot to unpack here and some of it is very specific to teaching which is an extraordinarily tough and underrated profession at the best of times and particularly difficult I think at the moment and some of it is not specific to teaching and will resonate with lots of people who found themselves starting a new job and pining desperately for their old job. I think in fact that anyone who's ever changed jobs even from a job they hated will have been there. So let's look first at that common sense of regret when we move on. We often have to compromise in life and it sounds as if what has happened to you here is something that a lot of people will identify with. You couldn't keep the job you wanted and live in the place you needed to live with your new spouse. Have I understood that correctly? There's a lot left unsaid, I think, in your email about this. And I wonder if there are some feelings there that you need to explore. Why did you have to change your job? as a result of this relocation. Why couldn't your husband relocate closer to the job that you love? I'm sure there are very good reasons for all this, but you don't explain them in your letter. And I think that anyone on your side, and I aim to be on your side in Dear Viv, would ask these questions. It doesn't mean you've done the wrong thing. It just means you need to take into account that you may have some feelings of resentment tied up in all this. Why should you have had to leave that wonderful job? Now you're having to deal with all the difficulties of a much more problematic job that perhaps you personally would never have chosen. In effect, you chose your marriage over your job. Am I overstepping the mark by saying that? Is that the unspoken pain in all of this? It's no bad thing if that is the case. It's just important to acknowledge the truth of our decisions and choices. Just because they're right, it doesn't mean they aren't painful. I wonder then if that feeling is hanging in the back of your mind and bothering you that you didn't 100% choose this situation. The other thing you're experiencing that I think a lot of people will identify with is a natural sense of destabilisation in your new job. New jobs are a nightmare, especially when we go into them from jobs where we felt valued and loved. I think it's too early to judge this new place and have any accurate picture of what it's going to be like long term. And you do say another thing in your letter that I think will be familiar to many of us, that you're prone to catastrophizing and thinking that if one thing goes wrong, then it means that everything is terrible and you are terrible. I really feel for you when you say this, as I too am prone to this tendency, and it's a lifelong battle to coax yourself out of it. It's a really important battle, though, because this is flawed thinking and you know it. So keep looking for support. Keep looking for evidence that you're doing a good job. Keep a list of encouraging messages and thank you cards. Keep reminding yourself that you're really good at what you do. One of the most important things about your problem, though, is the fact that this is a teaching story. Teaching is really hard and you're in your 20s, you're young. I know from friends in teaching that increasingly teachers are being asked to take on workloads that are unreasonable and to take on responsibilities that usually might have fallen to more experienced or mature colleagues. 
Do not beat yourself up for circumstances that are beyond your control. It sounds as if you're really good at what you do and that you're really good at seeing what the problems are and suggesting solutions. What you're not so good at, perhaps at the moment, is seeking support for yourself and making enough room for your own thoughts and feelings. I must draw your attention to the fact that in one breath you say, I suffer from anxiety. And in the next breath you say, I want to be better and more resilient. I don't want to be a snowflake. Can you see that these two things might be linked? I think you're doing the opposite at the moment of being a snowflake. You're trying to be the incredible Hulk. You're trying to be the perfect new wife and the perfect teacher all the time whilst mourning the lovely job that you used to have that you really miss. No wonder you're crying on the way to work. I don't think the solution is to give up teaching and look for something else, not for now at least. I think the solution is to stop beating yourself up. Surrender a little bit to the situation. Is there someone at work you can talk to about this? Explain that you love the job and you're coping really well, but be clear that you need more support. Try and find some backup ideas yourself if they're not great at providing that support. Can you talk to colleagues from your old school? They may have ideas of how you can make life a bit easier for yourself. You need to let off steam in a safe place and get creative about getting help. Colleagues old and new might be good for this, but so would a therapist if you can carve out a little bit of time for that. Even just a few sessions might help. As usual, I'll recommend welldoing.org as it's a fantastic website where you can just put in your postcode and they bring up a list of therapists and counsellors in your area. Many of them have a free introductory counselling session where you can see if it's a good fit. You say you're worried you've joined a job where they're failing and you're just there to watch the crash. As I say, I have friends in teaching and three kids in school. And yes, this is sometimes what happens in schools and in teaching. And if you are in that situation, it is not your fault. And whilst it might not be easy, it will be great experience. So the key here is not to micromanage the school or your career. The key is to micromanage your anxiety. If you're going to stay in this type of job and enjoy the work you love, it will be the most valuable life skill you can ever cultivate if you can learn how to switch off from the day job and be less critical about your own work performance. Those are things you can learn by talking to a therapist, by reading a book like The Anxiety Cure by Klaus Bernhardt, which I've just bought myself as I've been going through a bit of an anxious time myself lately, and by talking to other people who have learned to cope in similar circumstances. Anyone who's ever struggled through a difficult job will sympathise with you here and wish you well. So please try and give yourself an easier time and make a big long list of all your good points and strengths. Write down 10 things you're proud of about yourself. Give yourself five minutes. Now give yourself another 10 minutes and write another 90 things. Keep that list in your bag. I'm serious because that list is the real you. Stop giving in to the side of yourself who is always down on herself. Give all these things a go, be gentle with yourself and I think you'll find more time to enjoy these early days of your marriage. Wishing you lots of luck, way more self-love and lots of marital love. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at 
The Pool UK. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.